you're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from me. Um, I told a story about a saxophonist who wouldn't eat me out. This week, I sat down with Sarah Sherman. Sarah, as well as being a producer of Ladylike, she runs a show called Helltrap Nightmare, and she also just recently produced an infomercial for Adult Swim. Um, Sarah talks about uh, when she was a teenager having to get her hymen surgically, like, snipped open um, because it was, like, totally blocking the opening of her vagina. Um, It's science. I don't really get it. Uh, She'll explain it. Here's Sarah Sherman. Listen, here's a here's the story of my broken pussy. I don't like saying I like saying pussy, but for some reason when it's my pussy, I think I have a vagina. I don't think I have a pussy. I have a pussy. I've thought about this a lot too. I like I think pussy is the just yeah, I don't I don't even really hear it as like a vulgar word anymore. I think it, I it's my favorite word. My use. dad uh, he used such foul language. It was so vulgar growing up that my brother, my have a little brother, and he said when he was like eleven or something, he said, "Dad cursed so much that I thought pussy was a vegetable." <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's sort of interesting. Uh, I don't know. There's something like, well, when you say it, it's cute. I feel like when I say it, it's like it's just it doesn't come out good. I'm like my pussy in the past. <laughs> I guess I call it my vagina. My vagina was literally, so I couldn't, I got my period very, very early. No, that's not true. I was like 12. That's normal. Was it? I got mine when I was 14. Okay, basically <laughs> I was, I was an adult woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an adult woman, you're like, I need to get my period. <laughs> I got it when I was 12. I was waiting for it. I was like excited for it to come because everyone else had it but me. Do you have big boobs? If you get your period late... <laughs> That means you got boobs later? Yeah. Yeah, everything comes later. Like, I have full bush when I was, like, 11. I had one pube. I had a single pube grew out. <laughs> no, now I got, oh, baby, now I got them. <laughs> Mom, a lie. single one grew all the way out. It was wild. I was like, this can't be right. It was <laughs> this one in the middle. So horrifying. <laughs> Literally, I you know those cartoons of a baby? I, that's, what, I, that's what I say to my joke. Like, it looks like a cartoon baby. Oh, the sprite. Yeah. Maybe I even heard you tell that joke. Yeah, I used to tell. I don't tell it anymore, but. That's a good joke. I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. That's funny. All right, memo to self. I'll do that one later. Okay. Um, well, I had, like, I was on the swim team, so having pubes on uh, the swim team in middle school is social suicide i am try i have like ptsd from like getting changed in the locker room and everyone's looking at me like ah! <laughs> and i'm like what i have a memory i had a little cousin who one time saw me changing and said pointed and said what is that <laughs> and i was just like i don't know honestly <laughs> I was like full bush when I was in middle school and then got my period early. And because we were on the swim team, I had to use a tampon. But my when I, every time I tried to put on a tampon, I couldn't. Like it was literally like slamming the tampon to a rock wall. And then if I would put like if I would push hard, it would really hurt. Like I had this memory of the searing pain that would run up and down my body. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm 
sealed shut. <laughs> I literally just was a sewn shut vagina. Um, and any time I had swim practice and I had my period, I would just free ball it. <laughs> so sort of well doesn't your period stop in the water i have no idea i think your period stops in water i could see you get i get the thing that i would think of is like if you got out of the water it would run down like it would be visible yeah. on your legs but the, in the water you could get away with it i feel like the <laughs> the distance from the pool to the bathroom is like 10 feet so it just sprint <laughs> Oh god! But there's one time when I went to <laughs> the, the anxiety. Oh god! Anxiety. It was like, so. This is giving me flashbacks. There's so much like the anxiety and like planning around my vagina and being a swimmer is just like, I all the times of like figuring out how I was afraid of razors when I was little. So I little okay I was six. <laughs> I was afraid of razors, so I was like tried nairing, and I just have and it was just the. The, the poisonous smell. I can, like, distinctly remember the chemical smell of nair. Just being, like, a little girl and not knowing what to do and, like, locking myself in the bathroom and my mom, like, standing outside the bathroom being like, are you okay in there? <laughs> or, like, the hours of, like, going through different tampons. Like, my mom would buy me every kind of tampon and she'd be like, can I just put it in for you? And I was like, that's too perverted. Oh, uh, I would have been like, go for it. <laughs> oh, God. It was, it was such a nightmare. And then I Googled it. Well, I was like, why won't my tampon go in? And it would tell me all these things like, maybe you were raped and your muscles in your vagina are clenched shut because of your trauma. And so there was like a couple of, I was like, well, I guess I was raped and molested and don't remember. <laughs> so I like thought I had that for a while. And then I ended up having the courage to just like tell my mom, like, I think I have to go to a doctor. My, my vagina is actually clamped shut. And I told her, I was like, I think I was molested. She's like, you weren't molested. I'm like, well, that's what a parent of someone who was molested and didn't tell her would say. And then I went to the gynecologist and they were like, you have an imperforate hymen. Your hymen is too huge and you have to get it surgically removed, basically. Because I didn't know this, a hymen isn't just like a wall that you just like break through. That's what I thought. A hymen was just like literally like a curtain and you just like punch through it with a whatever, penis or whatever. And then that's how you break your hymen. Your hymen is your entire, the hi entire coating along the entire tunnel of your vagina. I didn't even know that right now. Yeah, I, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's not muscle. It's, it's like a coating. And then it's, and then it's sort of, you like. Well, I knew it wasn't a muscle, but I thought it was just like a little pee, like a little tiny piece. It's like skin, yeah, it's like, a, it's like, it's like a flesh pieces all the way inside too. So it can be, it's like the wall and the inside. Mm -hmm. And mine was so thick and huge yeah. that the, even the guy, the guy in college tried to put a pinky inside my vagina and she could only get the little tip of her pinky inside and it hurt so bad. So anyway, and then, so then I ended up getting referred to like the gynecological surgery guy and he was this like very handsome man who was also my mom's gynecologist and we're like me and my mom are like loud Jews who are easy to talk so and I was like using a lot of humor because I was so uncomfortable in the off like I would go to these like doctor's office like you know a little kid going to the gynecologist is like really scary 
And I just felt so traumatized with the whole thing because there was so much shame attached to my vagina and, like, shame attached to, like, having a broken vagina. Like, I was like, oh, my God. It's not... It's... My vagina's hairy and broken. It's so horrible. So I was using a lot of, like, humor to deflect and I'd be in the doctor's office, like, cracking jokes. And as soon as he caught wise to the fact that I was cool with jokes, he just, like, let completely loose because I guess, like, he couldn't really... He was a Jewish doctor who couldn't make a lot of jokes because, like, women are usually uncomfortable with, like, a male gynecologist especially. And, like, I don't know, gynecological visits are, like, fucking weird. We have a lot of jokes about it. It's horrifying. Um, I'm getting better at it now. Now I now it doesn't really bother. I've done it enough where I'm like, okay. The <laughs> speculum, not for me. It's not right. No, it, hurt. it makes you. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. What what I like your joke about you put your those little socks. Oh yeah, I never do that one anymore either. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, I just well when I go to the gynecologist, it took me a while to decide if I wanted to wear my socks or not because it felt weird to have them on. Yeah. And it also felt weird to take them off. So it's. <laughs> But I keep them on now. Now I keep my socks on. <laughs> I think I kept my socks on as well. They have socks, cute little pattern yeah, socks. But some of them don't. It's like some Ugh. of them are just bare. So then my like sweaty heels are in the stirrups, and it's just like, Whoa. it's so horrifying. <clears throat> and I'm like, every woman or anyone with a vagina has some sort of weird sexual trauma just from being like, you know, you, if you're a 13 year old girl or a 13-year-old person with a vagina, some 40-year-old, greasy, horrifying, disgusting man has at some point touched your ass or something like that. So, like, you just already have weird sexual trauma already that you haven't unpacked because you're all repressed and, like, not allowed to talk about it. So I was, like, bringing all that baggage into these gynecological visits about my broken vagina, and then this doctor would be like, cutting loose on these jokes because he felt like he could because I was cracking jokes he'd be like he would literally be like knock knock hello in there <gasps> and so I was just so uncomfortable oh, like dude. I made one joke I think that was like because he was my mom's gynecologist and I was like like that's my mom's look or something like that <laughs> and so after once he heard that he was like oh baby I can go nuts on this one oh. I can't remember. Was all he like a younger man? How old was this man? He was like probably my dad's age, but he was like really. He was probably. I mean, if I was thirteen, how old was my dad? Like forty something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Young dad, hot dad. Young mom, hot. Really? Mom. Oh, I got an old dad. Uh, but your dad's also hot, isn't he? No. <laughs> Who has a hot dad? Oh, Toller has a hot dad. I'm dishing. Cut this well, off. Well, I would say, I don't think most people would call Toller's dad a hot dad, um, but you <laughs> historically have very strange taste. Woo! He's got long gray hair and he's yes, eccentric. Yes, right? yeah, okay, so Toller's dad's hot. Um, Shout my, out to <laughs> Tom Wolf. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Wolf if you're listening. Honey, I'm not single, but I make exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God he's not listening. <laughs> Someone, I'm being okay. Someone said to me recently, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean he can't score. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Taller's dad. Um, and then they had to literally do a surgery to cut my hymen out. But they said, oh, I, this was a weird joke he made. It was like, so they, they, they perforated my hymen but they didn't cut the whole thing out because they didn't want 
uh, he said to have a wide, flappy vagina, and he said some weird thing like, we don't want the first person in there. We don't want your first time to think you've been whoring around. Oh, oh my. So, that was, so, and I'm always. That's even like a scientific, that's like so backward to even I know. a doctor to say that. I for any know. adult to say that. You know, also, I had a that's weird. job is he should tell that like being slutty doesn't mean you have a big baggy pussy. <laughs> and I had a weird experience with a doctor recently. I went, I haven't been to a doctor in forever and my, my parents' insurance was running out. So I like went and saw my parents' general practitioner and just got a checkup and got like blood drawn and stuff. And he asked me, he's like an old dude, he asked me if I had gone to the hospital, if I had been hospitalized in the past year. I hadn't been to a doctor in like two years, and he was like, have you had any hospital visits in that time? And I wasn't going to lie and say I hadn't gone to the hospital. So I was like, well, since you asked me, and you're a doctor, and you're my doctor, I will tell you that... I actually went to the hospital last year because I was doing a comedy stunt where I had someone punch me in the boob and then my nipples started bleeding. So I went to the hospital because it was bleeding for multiple days. That And that is my medical history. And he says, I don't want to hear about that. What? He said that to me. Oh, Jesus. He asked... And this is actually a good ladylike story. I'll save that for another time. But just so you know, my nipple got was bleeding from getting punched. Ladylike listeners. And it was for jackass, too. Which uh, <laughs> I should have told that story. That's good. Well, you'll have me on again, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate those jackass guys for what they did to your boob. <laughs> they didn't even do it. That would be cool. Wait, who punched you in the boob again? My friend Alex. It was a test. Basically, I was going to... Tr- this... I don't know why I didn't tell this story. <laughs> Like, I'm just so tired of it because it's, like, too annoying, and it was a $1,000 mistake, basically, because I have all these hospital bills that I never paid. I wanted Chris Pontius to punch me in the boob for Jackass Sketch. That never ended up happening, but I did have my other friend do it as a test to see, like, what it would be like before Chris did it, which he never did, because obviously he was insane that I'd, a stranger at his meet and greet asked him to do that and then record it. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 my nipple was bleeding chunks. And so obviously I went to the hospital, and then they thought I had cancer. We'll say this for a different day. This is a whole story. I don't know why I didn't tell the story. Anyway... He was like, have you been to the hospital in recent history? And I was like, yes. And he thought it was some weird, freaky sex pervert. So he didn't want to hear about that. I'm like, no, it was just a punch. <laughs> Normal. It was a platonic punch. It was a platonic punch. Nothing freaky. Nothing freaky. <laughs> I just think I have all it's this like, weird sexual trauma because doctors have always made me feel weird about my sex organs. Yeah. Judgy, weird... Don't need your judgment. A whore's vagina. Bad. All bad. That's wild. Crazy. So then everyone on the track team, okay, not to brag, but I was on the swim team and the track team. Uh, not to brag. Sporty. Sporty Spice. Then everyone, all, everyone on the boys' track team found out that I was missing school because I got vagina surgery so when I showed up to track practice after the surgery and I was running kind of weird because I had gotten like a little incision in my vagina I was like running around (laughs) kind of weird and then all the boys on the track team were calling me little pussy (laughs) that is so weird 
But, you know, and I had all this shame and sexual trauma about having a little pussy and having to get vagina surgery because my vagina was so small. And then only to realize later in life at sexual blossoming age when I was like 17, 18 that, okay, actually it's cool to have a tight little pussy. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt so ashamed about it. Wait, how old were you when you got the surgery? I was like maybe 14, 15. okay. Maybe I was 15. I was a freshman in high school. How old are you? Yeah, 14, 15. Cause I had not, but then I could, and now to this day, my vagina is actually kind of, it is, it is kind of cramped in there, I actually believe. <laughs> Wait, like you think it's like, it's, it is very smaller. Small. I think it does have but like. you're a small woman, so. I'm a small it's woman. I'm a small smaller. <laughs> yeah, but it does feel like my boyfriend has remarked, like it is very tight in there. <laughs> He says it's very overwhelming. Oh, really? Yeah. Does Dan have a huge hog? He has, like, I I think that it, it's like, for all the listeners out there, I'm making hand gestures, it's like this big. Alright. He Dan says middle of the, well, bleep out his name, Dan says it's middle of the road. I think it's, I think, the, I think girth is kind of the, what sets what sets the dick apart? I wouldn't days. be able... I don't find a big dick attractive. It be, can be dangerous. Danger? And considering my history... Yeah, oh my god. I would be split right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've totally had like this where, where you're like... It's like getting punched inside of you, you know? Oh, like, you, you have told me about someone who shall not be named who has an enormous honker. <laughs> and I literally, every time I see him, I have, I have like a chill down my spine. Yes. That it's not, I mean, I'm not to body shame anyone, but if you have a huge honker, no thank you. <laughs> Absolutely no thank you. You would be hoisted into the air. You'd be like spinning around yeah. on it. Like a pizza. Oh, yeah, that's a pizza. <laughs> I would literally probably, while it was happening, have horrible flashbacks and just scalpels inside of me. <laughs> But they put me under, and I also remember this wisecracking gynecologist as I'm going under and making jokes, being like, and she's out for the count in five, four. But that could also be, like, because I got trippy because I was on drugs. (laughs) But they they did it, because then the first time I had sex, it definitely was really painful still because it... They didn't cut it all the way out because they didn't want me to have a whore's vagina. Oh and I'm doing air quotes. Really whore-phobic stuff going on at the gynecologist. Do you think would be a safe space? When doctors are judgmental and make you feel ashamed, it's the craziest thing because that's... Doctors and therapists and, I guess, priests are, like, the people whose job it is to hear your shit. But also, doctors are... You know, they're fucking doctor scientist types, so they're, you know, like Asperger-y. <laughs> they cannot handle the social shit, even though that's their literal job. It's like, don't shame me for getting punched in the boob, guy. I'm sure you, like, fucking... He was like a red-faced old man. I'm sure he's knocked back a couple beers and, like, you know, probably punched a stripper. Or I was saying, you know, when they tap each other in the balls as like a goof, <laughs> as a way to bond with each other, they touch each other's testicles really hard. Um, what is that and called? That kind of, 
Taps. Wyatt, this is your time to shine. Okay, we're now going to bring in the resident ally in the room, I Wyatt Fair. I keep in the back to listen respectfully and not speak, but we will let you speak. What's it called when guys hit each other in the balls as a, for like a game? Uh, well, uh, 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 Jenna, Sarah, thank you for inviting me on the show as a resident ally. That, uh, that, um, that, that move is called a sack tap. <laughs> a sack tap. Thank as you. A, I knew a, it had a name. A tap, a tap to the ball sack. <laughs> Just a light one. Uh, nothing. Nothing too hard. Nothing too. Just sort of a, of a love tap. Well, we have burger flipping when you flip someone's boob. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, interesting. Right? I'm like, oh, something you should know I about me. A lot of my emotional baggage is that I have a lot of male friends all throughout my life. Growing up, my best friends were always men, and we would do burger flipping. And you would the guys would flip yes. the boobies. Oh my god. Guys, guys, would snap my. Bra yeah. sometimes, oh and that would make me uncomfortable because it wasn't anyone you would want to to, to touch no. your bra. You know, there's Ugh. people where I open like ew, but it wasn't. It was not good. What is a what's what is teabagging? Uh, I know that teabagging is when you um um sort of much like a, a bag of English breakfast tea, dip the ball sack into a, a mouth. Is oh, wait, it has to be a mouth? I oh, think yeah, they just set it on their head. Uh, mouth is I think they're sleeping with the balls the mouth, on their forehead. You have to get it in the mouth? I think, yeah. That sounds tr- truly dangerous. Yeah. Do you <laughs> actually do that? Do they? I've never, I've never is seen it. Is it a form of bullying or is it a sexual act? It's a, uh, bullying. Like a bullying. Okay. And like a sort of a nighttime prank. I think if you were sexually putting someone's balls in your mouth, then you would not call it too bad. That's okay. I would say that's, that's great. Okay yeah. <laughs> We're hooking up if they ask. If they ask. That's okay now. No one's lowered their balls into my mouth as if it were a tea bag in my mouth. Maybe it, it was just, just putting it in your head. head. I don't know. I always think it was a mouth. Not your mouth. I don't know. What Do you mouth. put balls in your mouth? No, no. Really? I feel prudish, but uh-huh. for but my. It's never come up, honestly. Yeah, I don't think... People... That's never been something that someone has wanted for me to do. And, um... From, from my, uh, research, I feel like the balls are something that you can, like... Gen- it's almost, like, too much. So, like, yes. just just get in there, say hi, get out. I mean, what do you... I mean, are you talking about, suck, someone, you're, you're talking about sucking versus, even like, touch, a little even nibble? Touching, even touching them. What, Wyatt, you have a pair of balls. Do you like when people interact with your balls? I think I like when people interact with my balls, but I've never necessarily asked them to go out of their way to do it. It's sort of just been part, it's been sort of part of it and it's been short. Yeah. I've always found in my research as well that sometimes <laughs> people can just be even skittish at you touching them at all because yeah. they're so... They're too sensitive. They get nervous. Yeah. I do get nervous. Yeah. A little, a little nibble goes a long way. Yeah, trust you. They like bite a, them? A little, a little bit. Whoa, why is... I always forget why it's a goddamn freak in the sack. Why? Do you have people a, teeth nibbling or lips nibbling? A little bit of teeth nibbling sometimes. Wow! Very, I've never, very careful. I've never even. How does that come in? That's during the act of oral sex. Correct. To me and her dad. I get really. I'm I'm dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. I never even. I it never even occurs to me. I'm usually thinking about other other things. Yeah, yeah I'm deciding usually what I want to do the next day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For dinner later. <laughs> Dessert, maybe tiramisu. After I actually don't deliver oral sex that much. I'm usually just like, I'm like, let's hop right to penetration, please. That's <laughs> oral sex say. is out. I'm um, from guys getting it. Okay, at our live show, we put up uh, 
little slips for the audience to tell their own ladylike stories, and we read these on stage. So these are a few from our past shows. Put pee in a squirt gun, shot said pee at my little brother. That's good. That's actually That's good. a good prank. Have you ever drank pee? No. Okay. I just Have wanna... you drank pee? No, but I thought about doing it as like a bit. Um, okay. I... I was having a very heavy period and went to a yoga class. They asked us to do candlestick position, which is legs straight up in the air. As I brought my legs down, I queefed so loud. <laughs> Just one long splat. When my legs hit the floor, I thought it was over, but my body had other plans. <laughs> Nine queefs later, I left the class mortified, but also just had to own it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people queef in yoga, right? I bet. I don't, I don't go to yoga, but... I would imagine you'd be scared. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god, Jenna's cat just jumped at me. <laughs> She's got an attitude. She needs an attitude adjustment. That's I'll be the first to say it. That scared the hell out of me. Oh my god. She's cute as a button, but she has got a tooth. Woo! <laughs> that woke me up. Alright. Okay. I was lying naked with my boyfriend on top of me while we were making out and felt something tickle my vagina. I looked down and my cat was licking my vagina. A pussy licking my pussy. Oh, God. Now that's a good story. <laughs> you're, you're a pet animal eating you out. Oh, that's, um, that's such a, that's just too. One time I had a dream that my other, not this cat that just, reared her ugly head, but my cat that is dead now, I had a dream one time that he was, like, jacking me off. With his paws or yeah, his mouth? Yeah, with his paw. <laughs> well, like, but it was, like, in, like, a bad movie when, like, an animal is, like, doing something weird. So, like, you know those, like, weird, like, puppet arms that yeah, are, like, very like, stiff? It was, like, that, but it was, like, his little black paw. I woke up, like, ugh. That is... Wait, Wyatt, Wyatt, the male ally in the corner, just raised his hand. Well, that's a dog. About... About well, animals. I shouldn't be part of it. Well, let's see. There is a, there is a girl uh, in middle school, uh, which will remain unnamed, a uh, rumor started going around that she put peanut butter in yeah. her vagina for her dog to Classic. lick it. And she denied, denied, denied. And then in high school, she was actually like, actually, I was lying that whole time and my dog did eat the peanut butter out of my vagina. But we, we still don't know what the truth is because part of me feels like maybe it she was... She did it for attention afterwards? Me, and it was just trying to sort of like, be like, oh, that old rumor from back in the day, like, remember that old rumor that went around my Well, it was actually true. But it seems sort of like, more like childhood bullying. Because a bunch of boys talking right. about, like, we heard, we heard, uh, oh, you know, but peanut butter in vagina. Also, so it's it always No one should go to school. This is what I'm deciding. Were you yeah. homeschooled? Some people actually do it with bacon grease. No. No. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I don't know, it. maybe. <laughs> Um, okay. I told a guy I was sleeping with that he didn't have to go down on me because I was on my period. He said, no worries, I've got my red wings, and yanked out the tampon by himself and set it down directly on the TV next to the mattress. <laughs> Regular Don Draper. <laughs> I've got my red wings. I don't like lines like that. <laughs> I know. I like that he did that, but it, that I... Yeah, you're not like a lieutenant in the Air Force. Have people put pulled lines on you that you're just like, whoa? Um, not really. 
One time a guy asked me what my sign was in a bar, and I was like, this feels... I've had, I've had I've people at Kohl's be like, uh, come here often. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, every week, get away from me. <laughs> the first person I ever made out with, his move, he was like a millionaire, and he brought me over to his mansion to make out with me um, and watch Shark Week while we made out. It was insane. Anyway... Uh, DJ, if you're listening, his move to make out with me was he leaned over to me, took his glasses off, and said, I lost my virginity to a prostitute in Brazil, and then started making out with me. Oh and my that was god, his move. how old was he? I was 16, I think he was 17. Oh, good god. Anyway, when in high school... Children should be illegal. Children are illegal. I just can't support them anymore. I actually canceled children. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that uh, men, all, all men, want to fuck children? Anyway. <laughs> Here's this another story. When in high school, I had sex with my boyfriend in the film closet. We didn't have a condom, so we used the corner of a Ziploc bag. Oh my god. And when he came, I used my mouth to catch the loose liquids. But then I spit it out on a VHS tape I thought no one would use. But my teacher actually needed that VHS to show our class and made up some bullshit that it was severely damaged and beyond repair. Oops. Good God. The ed- that sharp edge of the Ziploc bag. Okay, I'm hoping when she said Ziploc, she actually meant like a sandwich, sandwich bag. Because a sandwich bag, I could maybe figure it out. But like a Ziploc is cute. The point is get lacerated. Completely. Oh, good Sliced Lord. clean up. Okay. Yeah, this has really been a running theme of, like, kids fucking each other. Alright, I'm listening. When did you fuck for the first time? I was, like, 18. It's still a kid. Yeah. yeah. If you're below the age of 22, I simply can't speak to you because <laughs> I would be arrested. Um, okay. I went, I went to see the year 2000 version of Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick. As if that wasn't gross enough, I ended up having such explosive diarrhea during the movie that it got into my shoes. <laughs> this is a messy one. It, it, so she diarrhea and it exploded all the way down the leg. Into, into, the, into the shoes. And I famously once diarrhea while I was wearing a one-piece swimsuit as a kid. <laughs> and it went all the way up the one piece and my mom had to wipe shit off my chest. At the park. <laughs> I have a very, I have a very, be- I just have a very sharp memory. My mother, I had a plaid bathing suit on with little strawberry, sequined strawberries on the, on the boobs. It was very cute. And my mom just in the public park bathroom, peeling my onesie off and just wiping diarrhea off my chest. What <laughs> Why did you, you just couldn't make it to the bathroom? I was a little kid <laughs> running around the sprinklers and I had a, a, an entire enormous bag of barbecue Lay's chips <laughs> and just exploded diarrhea. Wow, nothing, nothing's changed. No, of course <laughs> That's not. That's still kind of your vibe. Of course not. My poor mother. <laughs>
The live story comes from me, and this was recorded in December of 2018. Okay, so it all started... Well, okay, I do stand-up, so I also work catering. The two, the two go hand in hand. Um, so I, it all started when I was catering a $65,000 surprise birthday party downtown, which I have a lot of, first of all, it's like, you could put two kids through college, my God. You know, it's like, start a fucking scholarship. I was whispering that in everyone's ears. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, red or white? They hated it. Um, also, though, it was a surprise party, so that means that the woman whose birthday it was, $65,000 were gone, and she didn't even notice. Like, she was totally surprised. Which, what a life. Anyways, so, my job, I was the puff girl, obviously, because it's kind of a sexy job. Uh, I was walking around, I was like, puff? Pretty hot. Pretty spicy stuff, and they were all like, no, that's disgusting, we don't like artichokes, so whatever. Um, but, there, so there's a, there's a full band for this party, and like a, like a horn section and everything. And I thought the saxophonist was kind of cute. So, I don't know what it is, it's reeds, I guess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll ask my therapist. Uh, I think it's kind of cute. I gave my number to the sound guy, to give to him, and I had to leave. And uh, I was like, wow, power move, pretty cool stuff. And uh, <laughs> and he agreed, and um, so he texted me. Uh, we went out on a date, and the date was going great. We like we were having fun, we were hitting up. So we go back to his place, because I fuck on the first date, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Just, I don't have time, you know? What? Yeah, what am I gonna go on another date with you? <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm very busy. <laughs> anyway, so we go back to his place, and we're like fooling around, and it's it's like getting to the point where like he's making a point to not eat me out. Like it's like very, it's like it wasn't it, it was very clear he wasn't doing it on purpose, and so like a younger me, I would have said nothing, and I would have just fucked him and whatever, you know. Like two years ago, I would have just said nothing. But it's not two years ago anymore. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, what's like a chill way to be like, dude, why aren't you eating my box? Um, and so I said to him, I said, dude, why aren't you eating my box? <laughs> Another bold move by me. <laughs> um, so first he pretended he didn't hear me, which I was like, all right. <laughs> Sir. Um, but after that, after that, we got into a really interesting um, sort of debate, kind of like point counterpoint uh, over why this man would not eat me out. Um, so, point. His first, the first thing he said was, um, "I don't usually do that. It doesn't usually come up." And then he said, "It's kind of intimate." <laughs> Counterpoint, I was like, well, that's interesting. It didn't seem too intimate when I was blowing you two minutes ago. Thank you. It's not funny, but it's true. Uh, and it, thank you. <laughs> um, he 
much to say to that. Um, so then we moved on to his second point. He was like, you have a boyfriend. Oh, you know what, I forgot to mention that from earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do have a boyfriend. It's not, I wasn't cheating on my boyfriend. We, we're in an open relationship. It's, uh, it's hippie bullshit. I don't even respect myself. Okay, so let's push forward. Uh, he said, he said that you have a boyfriend, sorry, I just, I know you're sleeping with other people, which I was touching because I didn't realize he was a virgin saving himself for me. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, I've really made it. I finally deflowered a saxophonist, like, <laughs> beautiful stuff. Um, and then we moved on to uh, his, his third, <laughs> at one point he was like, man, I should have stopped when I was ahead. And I was like, you were never ahead. <laughs> you might have been but if he was ahead before he wasn't now because then he said honestly most of the women I've been with haven't had so much hair down there I uh, know <laughs> which okay first of all I was like I thought you would have known I have a huge bush <laughs> I didn't tell you guys that either I have a boyfriend and I have a massive bush <laughs> Um, I tuck it into my socks, okay? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I cannot ride an escalator safely. <laughs> um, but I thought he would know that I had a huge bush because I have a personality. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a very wiry personality, okay? <laughs> uh, anyways, it, um... So he, he said that to me, the whole, the, okay, the whole time we've ha we're having this conversation, not that it matters, it's not a big deal, it was fine, but he happened to have a very small penis, like, one of the smallest I've encountered, which is not, like, a problem, except, uh, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it when their body smashes into you hard, a big dick. Bodies never come into contact, you know? It's like getting punched on the inside. I hate it. I didn't I take too small or too big any day. Okay, anyway. Um, that is a tangent. But what what was I getting at? Okay, um, oh, it was a, it was quite petite. Um <laughs> uh, it was a sweet treat, um very small. <laughs> and like, okay, if it had a spirit animal, it would be a pencil, you know? Or like a a frozen gummy worm. <laughs> uh, which is nice sometimes. <laughs> but I did not say any of those things, even when he was dragging my bush through the mud, okay? I did not bring up his little gummy worm <laughs> penis. Which, I'm a hero for that. But also like, come on, dude. Um, also, I was, uh, I was talking to my friend and she was like, that's like a Seinfeld episode. And I was like, right, I know, I feel like I wrote a fucking Lena Dunham movie for myself. Uh, and she was like, no, that's literally a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Elaine goes on a date with a saxophonist and he won't eat her pussy. It's like a subplot, but still. <laughs> then in the end, he does eat it and then he cannot play the saxophone anymore. <laughs> So, I don't really know how I feel about that, but either way, I felt really connected to Elaine. Um, okay, what have we learned? What have we learned? Um, number one, 
Don't trust saxophone. No, uh... <laughs> I thought he was gonna eat my pussy like a jazz solo, you know? And, it, and he choked, did not play the solo. The, the, he switched over in like a clarinetist or something. Like, boop, boop, boop. Okay, uh, what did we learn? Okay, so first of all, I think if you eat pussy, pussy should be eaten like a very good sandwich after a long baseball game. You know? That's the attitude you should have and those are the noises you should be making. <laughs> And if you're not wiping mayo off your face at the end, you did it wrong. Okay? That's what I that's what I say. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Sarah Sherman. Make sure to check out her infomercial on Adult Swim called Flay Away. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week.